the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and uh, we are off and running, and it is day one. Game one of the World Series is upon us. It draws near. We are exactly four hours away from first pitch. I've been in touch with people, with the team today, just kind of monitoring things. Uh, Rangers will wear if you are uh, getting ready and you're, or you're leaving, getting ready to leave the house and head up that direction. Um, the Rangers will wear white jerseys and blue caps. White jerseys and blue caps for game one of the 2023 World Series. And the Globe Live Field roof, we always wonder about that, will be closed. All right. And uh, uh, I think it's fine. I think it looks fine. I think uh, when in a nice evening, uh, which it should be tonight, high 70s, probably low 80s, uh, it does look gorgeous. I would say being in the park, it just it, it has a more natural, fun, great look to it when the roof is open. But the roof closed is fine. It's fine. It's just a different atmosphere in there. And uh, it is uh, uh, time to get this thing going. Uh, lineups are out there, and uh, about what you would expect, pretty much sticking with what they've done. Evan Carter will remain in the three-hole, the rookie. And um, we did a whole breakdown on uh, on the uh, Diamondbacks. Gallon, their uh, starting pitcher, Avaldi, uh, is going for the D-backs. Now, today, um, pretty uh, special days. We're getting ready for homecoming. We had Jason Cook on yesterday, Baylor's uh, chief marketing officer. Today, we have the Baylor director of athletics, Mac Rhodes. Mac Rhodes on at 4 o'clock today. And we'll have a nice, long discussion with Mac. And there's a lot to visit with him about. And he, uh, you know, one of the reasons, you know, Baylor's been kind of waiting to do some things as far as like honoring teams and we'd been kind of alluding to kind of a hurdle that some things needed to happen um well that lawsuit that uh the the verdict came down and of course Baylor uh uh the ruling went on the negligence claim against Baylor for $270,000 we had that story earlier in the week um that case now has come to conclusion so I think there's some really good things that can happen. Mac uh, talking earlier this week um, over at, at uh, uh, you know, mentioned that to Sikkim that uh, that was uh, going to happen. We'll explore a little bit more uh, of that and uh, get into it. And I think that'll be a, a great thing that the 2013 and 2014 uh, teams can be 
celebrated now. And if you've got questions for Mac Rhodes, um, our CNC Collision Center text line is open. Baylor in Iowa State tomorrow, uh, games one and games two, seven oh three of the World Series. Aaron, you know the the thing we're so used to these other series, right? Like the the a the 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 ALCS, the ALDS, the the wild card round. We're used to another series going on. It's always fun and just kind of feels great to get down to where there's only two teams, only two teams uh, um, participating. And Aaron, we're uh, as we get closer to this first pitch, the uh, momentum builds. Now, Aaron, this will be over on Shooter FM this evening, and uh, always interesting because we got. Uh, Friday night um, football, of course, all our different things. And, Aaron, as we kind of progress throughout the weekend, I would like for you to um, kind of tell everybody where everything is on. Uh, now, game one, uh, of course, we have Robinson football over here on um, on ESPN Central Texas. The Rangers game will be on Shooter FM. We, of course, have Lorena football. We have China Spring uh, and the list goes on, and so we'll uh, we'll uh, um, we'll be able to do that. Okay, Aaron, you have uh, you have that schedule, I believe, with you. Won't you run over that and kind of let everybody know where they can kind of get Rangers high school football, everything they'll need this evening. Sure, and we'll start with the Rangers, as you mentioned. That's on our sister station, Shooter FM. That's ninety two nine, starting with the pregame at six thirty. And every Rangers World Series game will be on Shooter 92.9 FM on our sister station because we have uh, previous commitments for high school football with tonight and Baylor football tomorrow. So the Rangers on Shooter FM 92.9, and that's every World Series game, including tonight at 6.30. High school football tonight, we have Robinson as they – they take on Gatesville. That'll be right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that is a, a 6.30 pregame and a 7 o'clock kick. Over on our sister station, 101.3 Cool FM, Lorena, who knocked off Franklin, gave them their first loss in over two years last week. Uh, they play tonight at 7 o'clock. And... Then we have Temple football on Fox, and that's also a 7 o'clock start for the pregame, 7.30 for the kickoff on Fox Sports Central Texas. That's 13.30 a.m. and 93.9 FM. So tons going on on our group of stations. Oh, and almost forgot, China Spring, 104.9 Kicker Country. Uh, you can hear Drake Toll call the China Spring, and they are, mm-hmm. they are playing Waxahachie Life. So that is mm-hmm. a 6.30, uh, excuse me, that's a 7 o'clock start for that broadcast as well on 104.9 Kicker Country. I, I need at some point to b- familiarize myself, Aaron, with Waxahachie life. I just know Waxahachie where Lamont Moore came out of. And we used to have to play them in high school. The Kaufman Lions would square off with Waxahachie. I guess they were the Indians. I don't know. A lot of the Indians are no longer the Indians. Uh, so... Uh, Waxahachie, let me know out there. They can hear us, can't they? Waxahachie can hear us. 
Uh, that's what they uh, used to be. Boy, they would get the uh, chop going a little bit, and then they had the uh, the Indian. I would imagine their mascot has changed a little bit from the enormous headdress, the uh, Waxahachie. Uh, uh, but now when I used to play, Aaron, against the Waxahachie Little League, uh, we, I mean, they had a great Little League program, and we would play like the regionals in Waxahachie. They were the Apaches. They were the Waxahachie Apaches. And, man, they would put out a good team. And then we'd kind of take our team over there, play okay. We put a pretty good little team together and uh, may have gotten injured in one of those games. I got hit, Aaron. Unlike uh, Adolis, I did not go after the catcher after it. I think I just <laughs> – I think I had to leave the game. I got hit. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, have you ever, like, lost a toenail or a thumbnail – like in any kind of just an accident or that to, to me, that's about as excruciating. And I got my thumb pinned up against the bat Oof. and I can almost remember who was pitching. I think it was Bryant Mumphrey came inside of me and you talk about we had to get my neighbor. Uh, he can't, got out of bed and he came over there with and he heated up a paper clip as to scalding temperature and then had to make a hole in my thumbnail to let the blood out, to take off the pressure. Aaron, you think I hollered all the way home? I'm I mean, sure that you just was, your teeth yeah. and turned your head, and that was it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I did not. I, I, I handled it about like you would think I would handle that, and uh, uh, that was a rough deal. But that was in Waxahachie, Texas. But Waxahachie life. I heard about that school a while back, and I've never really understood what that is. Is that like a charter school? Waxahachie Life. Please, someone inform me, 254-662-1660. I bet Barfield, real quick, will, will, will supply me with my answer. I just, I just only know Waxahachie, but I understand some of these towns have gotten bigger, and they have, they have more schools. Now, the lineup for the World Series, because if I'm going to sit here – and pour over regular season lineups. Yes, I'm going to give you the actual World Series lineup. Batting leadoff for the Rangers, Marcus Simeon. Seager in the two-hole. Evan Carter playing left field in the three-hole. Adolis Garcia uh, batting cleanup. Mitch Garver in the five-hole. Uh, and DHing Jonah Heim catching in the six-hole. Uh, Low hitting seventh at first base. Josh Young hitting eighth at third base, Leody Tavares in center and uh, hitting ninth. Aaron, that is, that is as devastating, as tough a lineup as there is in baseball. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't, I mean, top to bottom, I mean, that is as uh, – no. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, you can't you can't take any batters off. And usually in lineups, there mm -hmm. there are a couple of spots where you you can. And on the flip side of that, Arizona's got a great lineup, but it's not Houston's. Yeah. Um, Aaron, speaking of the Diamondbacks lineup, I like how they give the time of the game. They're listing it as a five oh five start. <laughs> That just looks weird. A World Series game starting at 5.05. And, of course, that's out on the West Coast. 
Uh, but today will be kind of like a Rangers pregame. We'll have a lot. We'll have a lot to share with you on this. Um, and and I wanted Aaron to remind me at some point. Maybe we'll do it next, and then we come back to it in the five o'clock hour. Somebody from ESPN did the. They ranked all fifty-two players on the rosters. Um, you know, they ranked them one through fifty-two. Uh, and I thought that would be interesting to get people's perspective, see what they like. But the Diamondbacks, this is their first World Series lineup they've put out since November 4th, 2001. Right? It's been a little while for these guys. Now, they won it, unlike the Rangers. Batting leadoff, Corbin Carroll, big-time rookie. Could tell, oh, Aaron, this is interesting. Carroll's hit, hit so well in those last couple of games, especially game seven, that they bumped him up to leadoff. That's a he's a left-handed hitter, right fielder. Corbin Carroll is. That's interesting because Cattell Marte had been hitting leadoff for them. Uh, Cattell Marte will hit second. He he plays second. Gabriel Marino will catch and hit third. How weird is that, Aaron, to have catchers, two you know great catching, uh, great catchers who also hit on both teams. Christian Walker hitting cleanup, playing first. Tommy Pham DHing at fi- in uh, the, the five hole. Um, um, Lourdes Guriel Jr. Uh, is is uh, playing left field, and he is hitting sixth. Alex Thomas seventh, playing center field. Evan Lagoria hitting eighth at third base, and the shortstop hitting ninth. Uh, Geraldo Perder- Perdomo. Perdomo. I like. I kind of like that guy. Um, so there it is. And like earlier today, Aaron, it, I don't know if you were like me. I was Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. And we're joined by Mac Rhodes now, Baylor Director of Athletics. And, uh, Mac, happy homecoming weekend. I'm sure you're kind of getting ready for everything. Got a big game tomorrow, big events tonight. I hope you'll uh, be over there for that drone show. That sounds kind of exciting to me, uh, launching from Minglewood Bowl. But uh, welcome to the Mosley Show, and uh, happy homecoming, sir. Well, happy homecoming! Thanks for having me. As you mentioned, it's been uh, been a, a week filled with a lot of cool activities. And tonight we have the uh, the extravaganza, the pep rally, bonfire right uh, at uh, at Fountain Mall, and that'll be a a lot of fun. And at uh, at nine forty five, I'm a little bit surprised that you knew all about the drone show. But at, at nine forty five, the drone <laughs> show. So looking looking forward to that and. Coach Randall will be there to say a few words as well. Oh man, Coach Randall loves a good drone show. Um, now the pigs, uh, yeah, I know, I know. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I mean, I'm an old fireworks guy, but I like a drone show as well. Have you ever been to Pigskin Review? I mean, you're a man who likes to stop by a lot of different activities. You kind of have to hit and move. You can't just kind of settle in. I would think that you sing might be a little much for you. That's about 19 different acts. 
But I can yeah. see you really enjoying a pigskin review uh, where there's only, you know, eight or nine of the winning sororities and fraternities. Yeah. Sing is, that's, that's what, five, four hours? And, and that uh. one's probably really, really hard for me. But, but pink, uh, <laughs> pigskin, the best of, of the sing, sing acts, um, it's uh, it's probably still a, uh, a a walk in and 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 see a little bit and then walk out and then come back and walk in see a little bit and then then come back out. So, but uh, that's tonight. Obviously, pigskin and that's a that's a great event. All right, the Fiji's had a good run in that event, by the way. Seeing three straight victories in the '90s, and you may have known someone up there for a lot of those acts. All right, we finally ran out of songs from uh, Les Mis. <laughs> And that hurt us because we had a real good run with that with that show, uh, but uh, but the Fiji's had about a four year winning streak, and the KOTs fell silent. But uh, Mac, uh, you know, every, as, uh, every dynasty comes to an end, Mister Mosley. <laughs> Does the uh, what that Cincinnati thing had to feel great after kind of some of the things y'all dealt with um, going into the bye week? And you go there, you went on the road. Um, what was the, uh, what was your feeling down there on the sideline and the response that Baylor had after a difficult week for everybody um, with the with the with the program uh, and a week off uh, to think about everything that had happened against Tech? What did you? Uh, what were your biggest takeaways from that response? Yeah, you know, one, you know, I thought it was a really good win on the road. As, as you know, it's it's hard to win conference games, any game really, uh, on the road. And, you know, uh, walking into the uh, Neffert Stadium, uh, you know, that's a that's a real power five, you know, stadium atmosphere, you know, uh, environment. I thought their fans were great. And so to, to be able to win it, you know, really proud of, of the coaching staff, of Coach Aranda and our staff and, you know, I, I thought that, um, you know, I was proud of our, our offensive staff. We, we did some things, uh, tweaked some things, and I thought, you know, uh, that that went, you know, fairly well and, and, uh, and, and gave us, I think, something to, to certainly build upon. And, and, uh, and so I, I was proud of our, our kids, our, our student-athletes, the way they competed. And, you know, there were some ebbs and flows in that game. And, you know, bottom line, you know, uh, that game – because we were able to win there, right, gives us an opportunity, you know, for, for tomorrow against a, a really good Iowa State and uh, gives us an opportunity, you know, to, to, to get back to 500. And so tomorrow's a, you know, it's a it's a big game for both programs and uh, should should be a really, really good contest and, and excited about, about tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, a lot of adversity, uh, a lot of noise, you know, following the, the Texas Tech game and, and for our, you know, for, for Coach Aranda and for the staff and, and for our student-athletes to just kind of drown all of that out and, uh, and focus and, and keep everything, you know, within the walls of the, of the program and, uh, and go out and, and win one on the road. I, I thought it was really good, and I think it, it continues to speak to the culture of the program. You think the offensive staff, uh, I mean, that's interesting that they tweak things. Do you feel like it's sustainable, um, what you witnessed the other day? Obviously, it didn't run the ball much at all in the first half. Kind of opened up a little bit in the second half. Um, the tweaks that you saw and the response from that side of the ball, does it feel like, hey, we can build on this, and that is a sustainable thing? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, you know, I'm certainly not an offensive coordinator. I'm a, I'm an athletic director, but, you know, I, I think that those tweaks, those are things that they'll, they'll build upon. And, you know, um, I thought, you know, what we did in, uh, inside the red zone was in my opinion, good and, and changed some things up and, uh, was able, able, able to put the ball in the, in the end zone. And, um, you know, Coach Coach Grimes and and uh, the the entire entire staff. You know, nobody nobody wants to you know score more and uh, and move the ball up and down the field more than more than uh, they do. And they're they're working tremendously hard at it. And um, you know, we've we've had to make some some adjustments. You know, we made a, a couple of adjustments on the offensive line and uh, thought that that helped. And so. Uh, what I appreciate uh, about the staff is, you know, uh, they're they're looking at everything and and how can we put our our uh, our young men in the best position to 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 win football games. Boy, Blake Shapen, the toughness. Do you sense when you're down the field that that the Bears really feed off of that? He, there's one shot that he took in particular. You know what I'm talking about? Number ten, that's safety from Cincinnati. And I'm thinking, Blake, get down, do something, do not. I mean, you can't take those kind of hits. Yet, I don't know. He responds to it really well, and um, and and I just I, I think his toughness really must wear off. And I think his teammates really respond to that. Is that kind of the feeling you get? I mean, I wince at some of those hits, but at the same time, his willingness to run and take that punishment is what kind of wins the respect of his teammates, it seems. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, you know, down on the sideline, um, like that that galvanizes our team and uh and it sends a message to to you know to the in, entire sidelines that, you know, you've got you've got somebody out there that's that's willing to put it on the line every every play. Um, I agree with you. I'm I'm yelling get down Blake is as well. He uh you know he he's got a little bit of Charlie Brewer in him and um mm-hmm. you know, but he's a he is a really really tough young man and uh and he leads leads by example, you know, he leads by example, you know, uh Sunday through through Friday um in the way, you know, he works in practice, meetings, you know, all of the things and then and then he does a great job of it, you know, on the field on Saturdays. Mac, do you have any theory on why Baylor seems to struggle so much at, at home right now? I heard Coach Aranda talking about it, and I didn't quite follow him because he was talking about how things are kind of blurred at home. I mean, it should be a comfortable, exciting environment. I mean, I, you know, I think that's the case. The crowd's there. Yet the performance certainly hasn't been up to snuff, and they've performed better on the road. Um, any thoughts on that? And like, what what do you think kind of can be done to overcome that? Because obviously, with so many home games this year, you y'all y'all need to get it going in that area. Yeah, man, it's a it's a great question, and you know, um, any of my thoughts. I'm not sure if there's any science behind it, you know, but mm. I see. And I, I think about, you know, um, we're playing, you know, a lot of a lot of young guys. And, um, you know, I, I, I do know that when you're on the road, um, it's it's less distraction. You know, it's more confined. Um, 
you know, um, and so, you know, I wonder if, if that has something to do with it, you know, um, able to, to, to lock in a little bit better. And I think that that certainly makes a difference when you're, when you're playing a lot of young guys versus at, at home, you know, there's just a, there's just a lot more distractions and, and, uh, and, and, and just, you know, stuff more, more noise in terms of the, the environment around you. And so, you know, I wonder if, if that's, some of it, um, you know, and, and, uh, but, but that's something, you know, that, that we've got to be able to, to, to overcome and, and, and grow up and mature and, and, and do that really, really quickly. And, uh, you know, McLean stadium is, is, a, is such a great venue and we've got, you know, um, great fans. And, uh, and so, you know, we, we need to embrace that as, as well. And, uh, and and maybe you know get be able to be a, a a little bit more locked in when you when you think about our our maturity. How closely are you following this whole Michigan situation? You're on the football oversight committee. Um, I, this has been kind of shocking to hear more and more uh, how elaborate this was. Some people think, well, everybody's doing this sort of thing. I don't think everybody's doing this much. Um, and, and I just, I'm just wondering your, your overall thoughts as you've kind of watched this unfold, nothing, I guess, surprises you, but it, 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 it is a little bit stunning, uh, as you, as you gather more facts at how far seemingly they went to gain an advantage. And I'm just kind of wondering, I mean, when you see that, are you surprised or is it, does, does nothing almost surprise you anymore? Yeah, I haven't followed it, you know, maybe as as closely as I as I wanted to, but you know the 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 art of of sign stealing has been around for for you know decades, and certainly not just football. I mean, we we talk, we got the World Series tonight, right? And um, stealing signs, but um, Matt, this thing is like way next level, like. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To, to this degree, um, this type of elaborate, you know, to use your word, operation, and uh, wow. I, I mean, you know what? Nothing nothing does surprise me anymore, but, but this one, I'm going to contradict that. Contradict that. This one does surprise me. Like, just the, the level of detail and the amount of work and the system and, you know, buying the tickets and all of this. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is interesting, you know, and I don't know that, that anybody will be able to answer it, you know, what kind of competitive advantage did it, did it provide? And, um, you know, I would think that, you know, um, I, I certainly, you know, I certainly understand, you know, coach primes, you know, hey, hey, they can, they can, they can know the play I'm running, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, they they still have to stop stop us executing. But man, you know, so much, so much, I think of of a football, you know, is 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 getting lined up correctly, and if you know the play that that they're running, and and now you can call, you know, uh, your your defense and put them in a perfect alignment to to stop that, man. I I got to think that that's a that's a pretty good competitive advantage. And so um, I think what's going to be most interesting is just to see how this plays out. And uh, does the big 10 
step in and, and do anything. Um, and as, as we continue, right, to, to hear reports, obviously the, the NCAA is right in, right in the middle of it. And so mm-hmm. just be, be interesting to see where all of this lands. And, you know, um, the CFP is not controlled by the, by the NCAA. Um, does the, does the CFP do anything? You know, I, I have no idea. So it's a, it's a little bit fascinating from just, uh, from that perspective. The CFP is making a big decision like that and getting ahead of the NCAA. NCAA, it's going to take too long, right, before to do anything quickly because you would have 90 days to respond. The championship would have already happened if they make it that far. I mean, you're right. It's a fascinating thing to watch it play out, but it's hard to it's hard to imagine somebody. But maybe the Big Ten, I mean, in, in a way, the Big Ten would be punishing its best chance, perhaps, to win a college football playoff. So I guess yeah. you have to decide, are you going to put integrity above all the dollars and the money? We usually know what happens in those cases, it seems, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't, I don't know this Big Ten commissioner yet. You, you probably do. Uh, but, boy, you talk about welcome to the Big Ten. Uh, oh. Yeah. Tony, yeah, what, what are you going to do here? That, what, a, what a position to be in. Well, and I, you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not sure, uh, Matt, um, but I, I think, you know, Michigan and Penn State, are they not playing this weekend? And if it's not this weekend, it's it's coming up. Yeah, but, yeah. Like if, if, I'm, if I'm Penn State, you know, I'm sitting here going, all right, what do, what do they know? And, and now how big of a disadvantage it is for me if i got to change all my, all my signals mm-hmm. and, and play calls and um, – and so I'm not, I'm not happy if I'm, you know, if I'm Penn State, and it just it makes me wonder the the conversations that that they're having with uh, with the Big Ten. So it's it's going to be fascinating. Again, you know, I'm I'm not saying and I'm not alluding to or indicating that the that the CFP will do anything, mm-hmm. but they're the ones, you know, that that control the 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 uh, the obviously the the, the championship the the semis and the and the and the final right the championship game and and the NCAA doesn't so um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what what happens. What about the uh, the mic in the helmet? Do you think this could speed up that? Seems like that's the the next step, and it probably needs to happen now more than ever. Um, do you see any scenario where that could maybe even be in place by as early as next season? Yeah, it's a great question. I. I I do think that, you know, potentially with something like this happens, you know, um, it, it, it may be the, the, the desk, you know, um, as you know, I sit on the, the NCAA football oversight committee and, um, uh, you know, we're beginning to have those conversations. Um, they've been floating around for probably the last 12 months about technology on the sideline, including, you know, communication, you know, directly with, with the quarterback and, um, and so, you know, I, I know that we're sp- scheduled to have, you know, more conversations about it, but uh, this, this may expedite it. And, um, you know, I, I'm not, and we haven't had any of this conversation, you know, again, it's all been very, very much on the, on the surface, but um, you know, the, the technology, you know, what's available, um, the cost of it, um, what does that look like? You know, is it, you know, um, 
some schools can't afford it. Some schools can't, you know, what is, what does that mean? Right. So there, there would be a, a lot for us to, to talk about and, and uh, certainly vet and figure out. But uh, I think those, those conversations are going to begin sooner rather than later. All right, Mac, are you leaning to the Diamondbacks because of your Arizona ties or are you, uh, you going to go with the regional? I mean, that's interesting that you went there, but then I guess the Diamondbacks came in after you were already finished with college. Um, what do you, how do you stand on this thing? Is I, it's hard for people to get their arms around a D-backs Rangers World Series, although it's not hard for people from the Metroplex and from Texas to know which way they lean, although the Astros fans are probably – rooting against the Rangers where where is your MLB fandom and so where do you stand on this series buddy I have ordered a Texas Rangers hat from amazon.com like I'm all in on the Rangers uh one of our alums right Bob Simpson uh we we have people working in the front office so go Rangers (laughs) okay no D-backs I couldn't lure you into that one. I got you. <laughs> no, I'm not falling for that one. I got you. Well, listen, I uh, I appreciate it. Hope you have a uh, tremendous uh, uh, homecoming time. Let's get a win and uh, and get the thing to four to four. I mean, four and four. Wouldn't that be? I mean, it's we wouldn't have wanted that at the start of the year, right? But then now it plays out. That would feel amazing to be four and four. And, and have the thought of maybe turning this thing around and who knows where you could get from there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's why winning on the road against Cincinnati was so important because it gives us the opportunity to do that tomorrow. And, you know, we're going to have to play, you know, the, the best football that we've played all year long because it's a really good Iowa State uh, team. And uh, they're always really, really physical. And uh, Matt Campbell does a does a great job. And, and uh, they're going to be they're going to be ready to play and, you know, we won at their place last year, and, um, you know, they're going to want to come here and, and win at our place. So it, it will make for a, uh, for a great matchup. All right, enjoy those drones, okay? This is going to be quite a show this evening at about 930 over there on the banks of the Brazos. I appreciate it, Mac. All right. Thank you, Matt. Take care. You bet. There he goes, Mac Rhodes, Baylor Director of Athletics, on with us. Whoa. I mean, that was extremely informative, and Mac did not. I mean, that, that stuff on Michigan and would the CFP do something. I mean, that's the great thing about having Mac on, very candid. And, um, I mean, I think a lot of people, I think the natural thing to say is, no, nothing surprises me, but I think even Mac, having been around for a long time, the, uh, the depth, the breadth of this scandal uh, you know, even um, catches him by surprise. And I think the uh, uh, that's interesting, Aaron, that Mac did come out and say this may expedite it. Uh, I think people would be interested in those comments uh, as far as the electronic uh, coaches being able to talk to their quarterbacks instead of – and it would eliminate – I mean, I it used to be – all the signs with all the funny stuff and pictures and the laminated charts. I mean, that was kind of fun. I mean, it was kind of fun. But at this point, nobody cares, and nobody's even looking at that stuff, right? Oh, wait, they have 
you know, they have Taylor Swift on the poster board they're holding up. Nobody cares. So, um, very interesting. And I tell you what, we'll come back. We'll get you ready for game one of the World Series. And you heard it, Mac Rhodes. He's ordered the Rangers jersey from Amazon.com. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that before asking him that. Bob Simpson, longtime part owner of the Rangers, huge Baylor donor, just gave a bunch of money to Baylor baseball. Um, there's no Mac can't come on here going, I'm a big D-backs fan. Now, what is he doing in the privacy of his own home? Could he be? I don't know. D-backs weren't really around when he was in college. So I, I don't I don't know that he's that close to them, but he does love that region and that area. All right, um, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, uh, with Aaron Sexton. We'll react to some of the things Mac Rhodes told us, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, get you ready for the World Series. We'll do that next. ESPN Central Texas. The Crawford Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs is brought to you by Bar None Country Store, Benchmark Mortgage, Crawford Booster Club, MP Electric, Security Bank of Texas. Coach, you get a big win last week against Moody. Defense played really well. What did you like about your performance on that side of the ball? Well, I thought uh, our intensity level was probably the best I thought uh, throughout the year. Uh, we were playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, we just had a couple of hiccups on special teams, but out of that, we played a pretty clean game, and I was really impressed with their effort. Um, I know you mentioned having some issues on special teams, but you did have a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, what did you like about the, the punt unit on that on that play? Well, I mean, we've got some explosiveness. Uh, we just got to take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had two punt returns, which we fumbled the ball on, on the return itself. And that kind of got us in the bind. Actually, led to a score for them. It's, uh, they give them short field. So we just got to be able to take care of the ball more. But, yeah, we have some explosive players there that we utilize on special teams. We just got to be consistent with it. Uh, Brady Ward had a nice game for you running the ball. Um, how important has he been to the offense this season? Well, you know, Brady's got uh, – he's improved each week. He's just running with a lot more confidence, a lot more intensity, uh, really focused, I think. Uh, really enjoying the game right now. playing really hard. So, you know, he uh, continues to improve, and, and that really, uh, you know, is a positive aspect for our offense. What stands out about the Bosqueville team you're playing tonight? Well, offensively, they're a spread team. They really like to utilize the passing game. They'll have to do a good job of, of uh, being able to defend those routes, those those uh, routes that they utilize. And then, uh, you know, uh, they mix the run in when they need to do it, and they've been fairly effective with that. They're a pretty young team, uh, but I think they're improving. ESPN Central Texas. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. 
When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas, is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletes. Through the sale of Crawford Apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Security Bank of Texas proudly brings together the best of tradition and business partnership. Their dedicated team of professionals takes the time to understand your needs so they can deliver the banking experience you deserve. Whether it's personal banking, business banking, or something in between, they've got you covered. As a bank rooted in tradition, they're proud to serve the communities of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties. Experience banking as it should be. Stop by today and discover the difference with Security Bank of Texas. FDIC insured and equal housing lender. Your one stop for all farm and ranch supplies is Bar None Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're an official Purina dealer. Bar None Country Store also stocks deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, agriculture hardware, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Bobby, and the gang at Bar None Country Store, 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at barnonecountrystore.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we're not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Save down on award-winning Buick SUVs at Richard Carr. The number one overall rated midsize SUV by J.D. Powers, the Buick Envision, is a roomy and reliable SUV with a quiet and luxurious interior. Right now, save $4,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision or save $4,000 on a 2024 three-row Buick Enclave. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, this is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And we're almost there. We're almost to first pitch, 7.03. We're getting close. The countdown, you'll hear it on 92.9 Shooter FM, one of our uh, 
uh, one of our great stations here among our many stations. And uh, Stephen Stevenson, long time with Star Telegram, now does some work for Sports Illustrated, has covered these Rangers throughout the season. And uh, Stephen, welcome to the Mosley Show. I, I waited till like one of the biggest moments ever uh, for the <laughs> yeah, Rangers I, to reach out to you. All right, I, I, this was a big spot, and so I went to my man in the bullpen, Stephen. The pressure's on. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I remember doing your show several years ago. It might have been TCU related. I can't remember, but. Well, you used to cover TCU, and yeah. uh, boy, this this uh, sign stealing scandal has been so interesting in that TCU had kind of a nice little counter move. It turns out that Spike tapped into some of his buddy Mike Leach's ways. And yeah, uh, I was just talking, yeah, hilarious. that was the whole thing is fascinating. And then what will happen to Michigan, and if anything, and will the Big Ten step in and do anything? My gut says no, but they, I mean, the, there'll be pressure, right? I mean, uh, everybody, Ohio State and Penn State, everybody's going to be in their ear. Let's do something here. Hey, you guys going to step up and do anything to Big Bad Michigan? Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the if the conference has the cojones to uh, mm-hmm. to do what they should and and at least give them a slap on the wrist. Uh, because, yeah. but yeah, I saw I saw uh, Sp- uh, Dykes. Uh, uh, the story on him and how they handled it in the, the semifinal game last year. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, we even talked about what the CFP, they're not controlled by the NCAA. I mean, the CFP honestly could decide something on its own. I don't think it will, but I yeah. mean, it's just kind of an interesting thought. Um, now, Rangers, you've been down there. Chris Young was talking earlier. You were part of that. Um, yep. it, it, it's just remarkable to see what it's become and how quickly it happened. You were out there for a lot of those horrible games two years ago, lose oh, yeah. 100 games, uh, and just those long, hot summers. And, of course, now they're not so hot because you could be indoors. But, I mean, to, to think that it's finally here, do you feel like this team, Stefan, has been able to hit reset uh, the, you know, the Astros thing was huge, but we all remember like back in 2010, they beat the Yankees. And quite honestly, that felt like the ending of something that felt like, I, Hey, I this you. is, yeah. And I'm just wondering if you think this Rangers outfit has maybe done a good job. You've been around them this week at kind of yeah. turning the page and realizing, okay, now we need to go win this series. It's funny that you asked that question because during the uh, Bruce Bochy beat reporter meeting where it's just the guys that have been around the guys and women that have been around the team for most of the year. It's only like five or six of us and the radio guys are in there. Um, and I asked Bochy if, if something had shifted in for the world series since, since the Rangers sort of had that scrappy on the road underdog mentality through the playoffs until they got here. And now since they're facing the D backs, do they feel like they're the favorite or has anything shifted in the clubhouse? And he, he categorically dismissed that saying, no way. They, they still feel like the underdog um, that they, you know, it was a long shot for them for, even though they felt confident going against the Astros um, that, that they, they didn't view that as the, 
the end of anything that it was just another step to get to the world series. And, uh, you know, I kind of got that sense in the clubhouse yesterday too, because I asked Nathaniel Lowe and Mitch Garver and a couple other players, Marcus Simeon about how, how their attitudes change. And they all, they all dismissed it. They all basically say that, uh, that, that they can't win without like all athletes claim that they're the underdog. And uh, I think most of them are so new to the, to a world series setting that that I think it's genuine. I don't think that they, they feel like uh, they have some kind of upper hand against the D backs. Uh, And plus they, you know, they, they look at at what the D backs had to do to get to the world series and the teams that they had to beat. So I don't, I don't think they're just saying the right thing. I think they really believe it, but um, it is a weird dichotomy because up until the time the, the Rangers beat the Astros, Really, most most people did not view the Rangers as a good as team as I thought they were because I've always said since they made the postseason and and had to give the 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 AL West title to the Astros on the tiebreaker. Don't forget that they blew thirty three games that they probably should have won. If you cut those in half, they they're a hundred win team. So I think uh, I think a lot of people uh, kind of just look at them as a wild card and don't really realize that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Did that make Stephen? it without rambling? No, no, no. I like that. <laughs> I, I, you get wherever you want to go. Just kind of paint wherever. I mean, you know, we're both writers. We like to kind of flesh out thoughts. I'm fine with that. The uh, the uh, D-backs and the Rangers rotations. I mean, it's it's kind of like the top two for both are, are, are both really, really good. And then it kind of yeah, gets man. interesting after that. With with yeah. the Scherzer thing because we don't he's not quite Scherzer yet but maybe he could be who knows when you figure in the bullpen does this whole thing is is the pitching matchup pretty close it does seem like they have several weapons on the back end I mean I can think of three for the D backs that certainly match up with the Rangers top three from their bullpen really really well and maybe a little bit better. Is that how I agree you with see you. it? I, I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I think if uh, if the Rangers starters, starting with uh, Nate Evaldi tonight and uh, Jordan Montgomery tomorrow in game two, if they falter and the Rangers are forced into uh, to the bullpen early, you know, it could become a mess. And it could be circa mid-August when they were losing 16 to 20 games type scenario. Um, they, they, they've gotten outstanding starts from – from Ivaldi and Montgomery uh, in the wild card and the, the the division series and in the the ALC the ALCS um, the Scherzer thing is a good is a good question because it, it would like like you said he's really not himself yet but the more time on the mound he gets the, you would think it it bodes well for him and the more confident he gets in his arm and I, I think uh, a, a game three start. I wouldn't be shocked if he was more like vintage Scherzer than we've mm-hmm. seen in the first two postseason outings. Have you studied Stephen Stevenson? Um, these these D backs, in a sense, like that. I was looking at Marino hitting third. I'm like, oh, really, Marino? Okay, so they've got a catcher who can hit. Um, it's not the yeah. Astros. It's not as deep, and you don't have a Jordan Alvarez showing up at the plate. It's interesting that Corbin Carroll's leading off. I think they had Cattell Marte in the leadoff spot for some of the postseason. Um, 
it's an interesting lineup. I don't think it's the most fearsome lineup anybody could ever put out there, but but certainly some very interesting with Longoria, the old man, now know, yeah. hitting out of the eight hole. I mean, he was in the 2008 World Series, and now he's in the 2023 yeah. World Series, which is kind of strange. But where do you think the where do you think the holes are in this? line up in this order because the Rangers really don't have holes in theirs. They don't. And, and Longoria is batting 135 in the postseason, no homers, mm. Mm. only three RBIs. Um, Christian Walker, um, he's only got a home. He's batting under 200. He's in the, in the cleanup spot. Um, you're totally right. The Astros, uh, there's a reason why they're the defending world series champions. That, that's a heck of a lineup that pitchers have to face. Um, that's sort of, you know, I don't want to jinx anything for the Rangers, but that's sort of why I've got the Rangers winning in five. Is, uh, I think I think so far the, the, the D-backs have gotten timely hits from any number of guys. Uh, Tommy Fan had a game winner. Um, Martez had a game winner. Corbin Carroll's kind of a, a rising star. He was in the same draft as Josh Young in 2019, was it? Um I think it is going to come down to pitching, but if the if the if if the Rangers can keep it out of the bullpen like they did in the ALCS as long as possible each game to game, um, I like their chances. I think the the Diamondbacks they like to they like to steal, so uh, Jonah Heim at catcher will be uh, will be a key element to this series. I think the D-backs have 16 stolen bases in the postseason, the the most in. In the postseason, the Rangers have nine, and the Rangers really—that's they were kind of high up on the postseason list. They didn't really steal a lot in the regular season, mm-hmm. but uh, I think uh, I'm interested to see how Evan Carter handles his first World Series. It's interesting to note that I don't know if you saw this, but he is the only one player in the history of the game started and batted third in the World Series. At a younger age, any any ideas, Matt? I, I think I know this one. Um, I'm gonna guess the Mick Mickey Mantle. You are, cor- you are and correct. Let, let me think. You... Let me think about this. I'm gonna say it was the 1952 World Series. Okay, I think you saw the Texas Rangers PR tweet then. <laughs> 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 no, I I, uh, I I may have seen something go out there, but um, yeah, that that's. It's amazing, and Evan, to be where he is and to have made the plays he's made in the postseason. Uh, yeah, defensively, is, uh, too. Yeah, it's remarkable in the in the field, and you're right, and he gets on base constantly. Stefan, that was fun. I reserve the right to reach out to you again during this World Series. And, uh, Absolutely. I was I'll thinking, be in Phoenix. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about having you on this morning, and I thought, oh, gosh, he's not going to see a DM. And then I had that thought, like, why do I not have Stefan's number? But you know, we're we're together. You've we figured it. it out, and uh, now I have it. Thank. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah, enjoy it. All right, there he goes, Stefan Stevenson, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, uh, and he's going to go uh, cover this one out at Globe Life as uh, we get closer and closer to first pitch. All right, a couple of last-minute nuggets to get you ready for tonight's game. And, of course, a lot of high school games in the area as well, all coming up in the dismount. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas.
This Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Saddle Creek Dental. Bosqueville Bulldogs were shut out by Crawford on Friday. Coach, that game got away from you early. Was it turnovers again that spoiled the night? Unfortunately so. Uh, we took the ball first. And ended up had a third down play, dropped the ball. First half was over the punter's head. They got the ball at about the five and scored first play. And uh, just kind of downhill from there. We moved the ball at times, but just couldn't put enough together to get in the end zone. Defense just spent too much time on the field, didn't they? They did. And, uh, you know, really, they hit us on some big plays. It hurt us. I thought we did a relatively decent job of shutting down their run game uh, for the most part. But, uh, you know, they hit us for a big one here and there and, and just kind of got away from us. Well, you travel to Valley Mills this week. Tell us what you know about Valley Mills. Uh, they're really big up front on the offensive line. Defensively, the front three are really aggressive. So it'll be a challenge for our offensive line to keep those guys out of there and be able to remove the ball. ESPN Central Texas. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily, and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. I'm living the life that I lived before I started having knee pain 10 years ago. Meet Julie, a woman who makes the most of every moment in life. But over the last years, those moments were filled with agonizing pain until she discovered QC Kinetics. Finally, the pain got so bad that people around me are like, oh, when are you getting your knee replaced? I was walking, hobbling. I listened to my last QC Kinetics commercial and I said, I'm done. I got to find out about this. What Julie found out was that QC Kinetics treats pain associated with osteoarthritis with regenerative therapy taking your body's own healing properties and concentrating them in the areas where you feel pain, helping heal and restore those damaged areas. No harmful steroids, surgery, or downtime. It changed how I'm living. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. Get back your life before the pain. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. 
Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is... uh, Time for the dismount. We have to say good night. Game one, 92.9 Shooter FM. Tonight, we'll have uh, Robinson and Gatesville get it going about 6.30 on ESPN Central Texas. And that's going to be a good one. Man, that, could, that one could go either way. A lot of great games in the area. And... Uh, you can always hear Lorena. We've got uh, China Spring hosting Waxahachie Life. It's a charter school, Aaron. That's what uh, my man Barfield tells me. Part of the charter schools. Tell you what some of those charter schools are like in Dallas. They're, they're charter schools for basketball state championships. Hey, let's open a charter school. And, oh, by the way, let's pluck the greatest players from every team in South Dallas. And let's you know, call it charter school. Let's be, this will be great academics over here. But we're going to go play in 4A and beat up on every other public school that's trying to just do it with their homegrown kids. Uh, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show. We appreciate everybody who's been a part of it. Have a great homecoming. And enjoy game one of the World Series, D-backs and the Rangers. Welcome to town, everybody. Enjoy the drone show tonight. And uh, Aaron, excellent job by you. Have fun with that Rangers game over on Shooter FM. All right, good night, everybody. We'll see you Monday. It's time now for the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Here's your host, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Friday.